0: on broadway for friday january 18th 2019 i'm
1: broadway world's matt tamenini and i am broadway stars james marino james how are you feeling man you know i think everybody should do the broadway con diet you know <laughs> i you know i yeah, actually just did nothing for a couple days and um lost five pounds you know, that's pretty good yeah.
0: nice yeah that or a tapeworm one or the other
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, maybe we should corner that market. We got a tapeworm booth at the Broadway Con next year.
0: I like it. Is there a tapewormdiet.com uh, domain
1: available you could buy? Mm, broadwaytapeworm.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. So, yeah, I am uh, almost, almost better uh, getting ready for the big storm this weekend. Are you all prepared, Matt? Do you, do you test out the snowblower?
0: Uh, I'm heading to uh, Vero Beach this weekend. so uh, mm.
1: yeah. Pitchers and catchers? <laughs>
0: no, that is where Dodger Town is, though. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the Dodgers don't actually do spring training there anymore. I'm actually going to see Riverside Theater's production of Evita. Huh. Um, and then actually the next weekend, I'm going back out there to see their next to normal as well. So uh, wow. a couple times over on the East Coast for me. Uh, Same just,
1: just same theater company, Avita and Next Normal, two different weekends?
0: Yeah, well, they have uh they have two spaces. They have a okay. larger space where uh. Avita is, they have a smaller space where Next Normal is. Aveda actually opened uh like the, the Tuesday of BroadwayCon, but I was already in New York, so this was the first chance I was able to make it over. And then in between those shows, next Wednesday, I will be seeing a little show at the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts called Hamilton. Are you familiar? Uh. No, uh, the Dr. Phillips Center.
1: Uh, it's a small little black box, isn't it?
0: Y- yes, not very many seats. Uh, there's no tickets available, <laughs> shockingly <laughs> enough. Um, but, uh, is I this be the uh,
1: the Puerto Rican company coming over? Or are they still they're still in Puerto Rico for a few weeks? Yeah, yeah they'll still be
0: in Puerto Rico. This is the Philip cast, okay. which is currently Fort Lauderdale. Um, you've got the Angelica, which is setting up shop in. San Francisco, I believe. And then you've got the Philip, which is coming to Orlando, and you have the and Peggy that is still in Puerto Rico.
1: Do you know if you saw each company three times, maybe even four times? Uh, if you saw each one of those companies that many times, you still would not have seen it as many times as Rob Johnston has seen it, has seen Hamilton.
0: Well, has not seen a lot? I've only seen it, I've yeah. seen it twice on Broadway with pretty much the same cast. It was like four months apart, but it was pretty much the same. Although I'm excited. Um, Aaron J. Albano is in the Philip tour. And I did a, uh, I did a podcast with him in late 2018, the A Popcorn Project podcast, where he and I discussed – uh, Captain America Civil War, along with uh, Brian and Kevin from uh, Broad Wasted. So, uh, it'll be cool to see him uh, in the Hamilton tour.
1: You know, one of my major uh, crushes is in Hamilton right now, and we have to see if we can get her on. You know, who it is, I do not, uh, Danae Benton.
0: Oh, right, yeah, you loved her in uh, in Great Comet. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: really. And so, uh, we have to see, you know, actually. Call over to the Rogers and see if we can uh, get her on to say hello to us on This Week on Broadway or or some other just uh, standalone interview we could do. Cool. Hey, uh, you were, uh, this is episode 778 for you. Yes,
0: it, it is. <laughs> this is episode, as I noticed as I uploaded last night's episode, the little tag by my name said uh, last night's or yesterday's Today on Broadway was my 777th episode of Broadway Radio. You have uh, quite a few more than me but uh that's a uh, that's a lot I, and i like roundish numbers i like that uh that symmetry in the 777 so that's a ton
1: yeah it's sort of like monk except for it's an odd number so monk wouldn't like that it's an odd number but the <laughs> unanim- unanimity of the 777 although you yeah. go out and play the play the numbers and see how i should have i should have we should talk about some broadway news shouldn't we yeah let's do that yeah okay all right first up in the news broadway could be entering the twilight zone yeah, James. Uh,
0: so the New York Post in the New York Post last night, Michael Riedel discussed the hey. London World.
1: Premier, Michael Riedel. Oh yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. The uh, the the what do they call him? The uh... So
1: do you know Riedel's got a new gig? You know, well, let's make it through this uh, through this story, and I'll tell you about Michael Riedel's new gig. Okay, not the radio show. We know that. Keep going. Okay. All right. So,
0: in the New York Post last night, Michael Riedel discussed the world premiere of the stage adaptation of The Twilight Zone. The show is currently playing at the Almeida Theatre through January 27th in London, but it will transfer to the West End's Ambassador Theatre in early March. Riedel's piece indicates that the show has already drawn significant interest from New York producers. The play is, after all, by American playwright Anne Washburn, who is best known for Mr. Burns' A Post-Electric Play. And having watched all 156 original episodes, Washburn selected eight of them to adapt into what is called a cross between a traditional play, a spectacle, and classic horror. With themes uh, including, quote, paranoia, racial tension, income, inequality, uh, the show apparently has a lot more to say than just trying to recreate the original episodes on stage. It is directed by Richard Jones, who helmed the Titanic uh, musical on Broadway a couple decades ago. Now James Jordan Peel is reviving the franchise here Stateside for CBS All Access later this year, and I think if done well, this could be a really interesting commercial and artistic property on Broadway, especially if it weaves in not just kind of the the jumps and the twists and the turns of the original series, but also is able to maintain the political commentary that went ar- went along with the Twilight Zone originally.
1: You know, Twilight Zone had such a huge cult following. I'm uh I'm surprised it hasn't come back sooner and uh a transfer to the stage makes perfect sense. Wow, that's great. Uh, and uh, Jordan Peele. He can, if we can get so good. If, if we can get yeah. him to hang around on Broadway a little bit. Oh my god. I, oh
0: man, he's the stuff that he's done um Post Key and Peel is yeah. is amazing. We've got we've gotten Keegan Michael Key on on Broadway once. Let's yeah. see if we can get a uh, Jordan Peel to do something because those two guys are both exceptionally brilliant. They
1: are. I'm excited about that. So uh, Riedel. Um, so uh, I guess earlier this week, I don't know if it was last week or this week. I guess earlier this week, I got a uh, press release that iHeartRadio has a new Broadway channel. Did you get that press release? I did. I did not read it.
0: Uh, is, yeah.
1: is Is Riedel involved with that? So I was like, "Our Heart Radio's got this Broadway channel. They just have a twenty four seven channel of playing Broadway music and things like that." And so I turned it on and checked it out because I was laid up for a few days this week. You know, and, uh, <laughs> I was listening to oh, it. I heard. And uh, Riedel does little interstitials uh, during this thing. Uh, And iHeartRadio does like little two-minute interviews, quick, uh, fast takes, hot takes with uh, various stars on it. Mm. And uh, it's very interesting. I was like, hey, you know, Riedel is uh, king of all media. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder how many of our listeners get that reference. So. <laughs> oh, I think a lot of them do. I think so?
0: Yeah. As soon as he starts having people do inappropriate things in his studio we'll know for sure.
1: Ah, this is very true. All right, uh next up Encore's names its first ev- evident. No, Encore's names its first ever resident director. See ever and resident went together yeah, and you- went evident? Yeah, you combine them. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yesterday, City Center announced that Lea de Bessonnet would be the first ever Encore's resident director. She will join artistic director Jack Fertel and music director Rob Berman, quote, as an active member of the Encore's team. She will take part in all discussions surrounding repertoire, production artists and casting cultivating relationships. With artists new to the series. She will also foster an open dialogue with today's expanding audience around the social and political themes. Associated with the genre. I think that's where she's going to be key. In addition, De will occasionally direct a production for the series. Now, De has done uh, shows for Encore's different series in the past. She did Big River a couple years ago. She did Pump Boys and Dinettes off center as well. She's also the founder of the Public Works program and is a resident director at the Public Theater. And she also did. Uh, Miss You Like Hell, the musical Miss You Like Hell mm. at the public theater. Um, James, this is super interesting to me because. While de Bessonet has done musicals as well as a lot of plays, um, both, you know, just in her career and at Encores and Public Works, the ones that she does have always had a very political feel to me, whether that's in their subject matter like Miss You Like Hell or in the way that they're put together, like Twelfth Night at the Delacorte. Um, you know, with with bringing in community members from all across uh, the five boroughs. So she seems to me to bring a really compelling vision in terms of artistry and scope that is not what I would normally associate with Encores. Not that that's a bad thing. I just think of Encores as putting up shows that don't have that haven't been seen in a while. So that's not really done with a certain political message in mind. We get that a little bit more maybe with Off-Center, but this is just something that seems very different to me with her perspective. So I'm really excited to see how her involvement shapes this program moving forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm so interested in how directors – you know put their artistic life together uh you know <laughs> I would think to to me uh how can you actually be the um uh, this resident director at more than one place but uh, evidently this is a, a normal thing so uh but certainly the her track record speaks for itself and it, it's going to be uh it's a very exciting thing the pump Boys that she did Was that the one that was kind of spurred the talk of a Pump Boys revival Mm -hmm. on Broadway many years ago, and and then it kind of fell apart? Uh, Yeah, I believe it was. I think it
0: had a number of original cast members in it, too, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me see if I can
1: pull up that cast list. Uh, Because I was really interested in that whole Pump Boys thing. And Pump Boys, uh, I guess it's a six-person cast musical... Uh, really inexpensive to run, they are more or less the band on stage. Uh, from a producing standpoint, it, it seems like something that, and it's a unit set. It seems like something that could be easily done, easily produced, uh, and and run. Even if you know, even though the 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 Broadway thing fell apart, I don't know why somebody hasn't done Pump Boys back again at a uh, commercial off Broadway run.
0: Yeah, the the cast for the Pump Boys uh that she did featured Jordan Dean, Hunter Foster, Mamie Paris, Randy Reed, Katie Thompson and Lorenzo Wolf. So I was I don't think any of those were in no. the original cast, but no, no. um uh but an interesting cast nonetheless and this was back in 2014.
1: 2014. Uh, I want to think the the Pump Boys revival uh maybe it was a little after that, but uh, it, and uh, and of course that was a, a talk about it that never happened, so all right. So that's that's really exciting stuff for what's happening over at City Center. The next story is shocking to me. Hello, Dolly! Me reportedly not making the move to London. How can this be? What's going on? Did Scott I, Rudin I block it? Well, for months,
0: James, there have been rumors that the Scott Rudin-produced Broadway revival of uh, Hello, Dolly! would be making a transfer... To London, and really, the only question was whether or not Bette Midler was going to star in it. Well, last night, the London Daily Mail's Baz boy tweeted that the chances of that revival of Hello Dolly coming to London's West End weren't exactly as strong as many people believed. He quote, or he tweeted quote, "There has been a heck of a lot of activity on UK theater Twitter about hashtag Hello Dolly, and I really don't want to upset folk." But it is, in all caps, not happening. I've said this but have been ignored. The Broadway hashtag, Hello Dolly, ain't playing any place in London or the UK. Now, James, like you, um, I've seen these rumors. There's even been some articles from some fringy type uh, UK theater writers who have said that it was definitely happening. It was just a matter of time. But this does surprise me a bit, as I would have thought that this would have been a huge success in London, whether Bette Midler opened it or not. Like I would have thought they could have gotten some star, whether it's a Broadway star or a British star, to open this up and have a successful uh, run in London somewhere for a year or two. This seems a perfect property to take over across the pond, whether it's with Midler or not.
1: This has to be a rights issue. It has to be that somebody must have Mm the the British or West End Grand Rights or something along those lines, and they're not willing to give it up. That's the only thing that makes sense to me, because certainly it would be great, as you said, it it would be great if Bet could do it. But they could take this production. It was a huge success here in New York. It would be a huge success in London. So easy to remount it there, put in a new cast. So. Something's blocking it, that and it has to be something legal. It's got to be that somebody else has the rights to do it, and they don't want to give it up. That that, uh, that can
0: be the only answer. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. I mean, Rudin is nothing if not a um, fickle. Let's just call him fickle. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, maybe he has other reasons for this. Uh, I, I don't know, but it just seems like so obvious to me that that would end up in London at some
1: point. But, yeah. Maybe not. Do you remember that reference from Ghostbusters, like the crossing of the streams and things like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the streams could be like uh, Scott Rudin and uh, David Stone. You don't, you don't want to cross those. Oh, streams. Oh no, no, no. You know? no! Those are two streams <laughs> you that you don't want to even do not be anywhere near. Nope. I, I have to see if if they've ever worked together. I'm sure that. That that can't have kind There a there in, in a room the, uh, big enough. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the Baz uh, tweet about the download? No. Uh, there's um. I said a Merrily download that's uh, being released uh, oh, this morning? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the uh, the recent. Uh, it's not Merrily.
0: It's Follies. Oh, it's Follies. Uh, uh, it's yeah. The the recent Follies that was originally done um a year or so ago and then it closed in january of 2018 and it's coming back to london uh shortly in a couple months um had like a mel staunton in it and tracy bennett um it was also streamed through NT live which is how i saw it so they they pulled a beyonce as uh our friend robbie rizelle said on twitter and they uh they decided to drop the album at i guess was it midnight or something london time yeah um so uh it, i think it's out now or, or close to now uh but yeah that's that that's fun it was a, it was a good production i i'd never seen a follies before so getting to see that on the big screen was a lot of fun
1: all right so next up uh what other news do we have Okay, well, Baz
0: crushed some dreams about Dolly coming to London, but he also reported some happier news as stage and screen star Matthew Broderick will make his West End debut in Kenneth Lonergan's The Starry Messenger beginning in May. Ferris Bueller himself appeared in the world premiere of the show from the new group in two thousand nine. Yesterday it was also announced that the great Andrea Burns would lead the new would lead the York Theater's musicals and mufti presentation of Alan J. Lerner's Carmelina from January twenty-sixth through February third. She will be joined by Ann L. Nathan, Evan Harrington, and others. We will have the complete cast list in the show notes. Next, after tackling Carrie the musical last year, yesterday it was announced that the CW show Riverdale will next take on another dark film termed cult musical hit in Heathers. This season's musical episode will feature nine songs from the show and will air on March 20th on the CW. Check your local listings. And finally, we opened the show with a classic horror uh, franchise turned into a stage show. And we're going to close with another one as night of the living dead. The musical will have its off-Broadway premiere opening night tonight, January 18th at theater row. Um, It originally started as a world premiere concert at don't tell mama on Halloween, 2018. And now it is officially transferred off-Broadway. And really as goofy as this is the only reason that I really wanted to mention it, James is because it stars Jamie Capero, or Capero. I'm not sure if that C is hard or soft, mm. best best known to theater fans, as do you know who, who that is, James? No. That is the evil, diabolical, bane of the Smash's existence, the actor who played Ellis Boyd on <gasps> Smash. No bueno. No bueno <laughs> there. Ellis was a <laughs> terrible character that really derailed what could have been a really good series. But instead... <laughs> we got that so Mm. anyway uh, if you want to check that out got some information I'm sure he's not a bad person I just just character horribly written Um, and uh, the show will uh, play every Thursday Wednesday Thursday and Friday through February 8th we will have more information in the show notes for this story and all of the others who that was a rough one (laughs) all right Matt
1: once you get us out of here
0: all right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me
1: on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for wrapping up the week with us on Sunday. This week on Broadway, we're going to have Jan Simpson joining us with Michael Portantier. Uh, Peter is... In Hotlanta, or something like that, this weekend. And uh, Matt and I'll come back and talk with you on Monday.